From Reductress, I'm Rachel Winitsky, and this is the Reductress Minute. On this week's episode, we'll have pieces read by Anna Fabriga, Patty Harrison, and George Salazar. We discuss deep breathing techniques that'll get you high as hell, shout out to our readers who feel personally attacked by our articles, and finally, talk to a makeup expert who will show us how to do the perfect smoky eye that no one should ever comment on. But first, let me introduce my incredible co-host for today, Sarah Papalardo. Hello. Hello. Happy first nice day of spring in New York. Thank you. I'm celebrating by wearing a t-shirt. Yeah, I'm also celebrating by wearing a t-shirt. In fact, today, every single person in our office is wearing stripes. stripes. Yep. Um, Also, Facebook uh, just rolled out a new feature where you can report hate speech really easily. It's on every single post. Literally every post. So for posts that you wouldn't even think to report as hate speech, now you have to think about it every time you see a post. It looks really dumb, I think, on our, on the Reductress Facebook page specifically, because the pieces will be like, will be like, um, I'm not a feminist, but I do think all men should die. And it'll be like, is there hate speech in this? And you're like, some might say, then there'll be a piece that's just like, my butt's made of candy. And it's like, is this hate speech? And then it's like, well, (laughs) also maybe. Actually, um, I've been reporting legitimate hate speech when I do see it though because yeah. I feel like it is my responsibility so I flagged West Elm mm-hmm. uh, Madewell for kids uh-huh. Reformation for kids you know if you see something say something exactly you're doing God's work it's a pretty fucked up world out there guys so stay strong stay strong everyone Sarah do you want to tell us what's trending on Reductress this week here's what's trending on Reductress this week Eating dinner in bed transformed into self-care by string lights. Are you ovulating, or did you just look at a picture of The Rock holding his baby? J.K. Rowling claims Hermione used a Remembrall to remember to pee after sex. Ooh, you know, I actually do use a Remembrall so I don't forget to wipe from front to back. Same. (laughs) That's how you get a UTI. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I use a Remembrall so I don't forget to have sex. Neat. And in other news... Acoustic ballad of Uptown Funk has a little something for nobody. Five calming steps to take before calling the cops on a black person for existing near you. And I thought I was totally straight, but then I discovered funky patterned short sleeve button ups. Yeah, you know, I am totally straight, but the moment I first saw a patterned short sleeve button up, I just immediately murdered my husband. Yeah, I, I was already pretty gay without them, but as soon as I put one on, I straight up murdered my husband too. Aw, love wins. Anyway, it can be hard to be a working mom with kids, but some people find creative solutions to that work-life balance. Here is Anna Fabrega reading, Daycare costs more than I'd be making at work, so I just let my children loose in the woods. As a mother, it can be hard to balance career and family. My husband and I both work and we have small children at home. We need the money that our combined income provides, but childcare costs more per week than I make at my job. We paid for it for a while so that I could continue my career, but after a certain point, it just didn't make sense. That's when we sat down and made the hard choice that instead of paying for daycare, we would just let our children loose in the woods during working hours. 
What's great is that there is a forest that's basically right on my way to work, and I never noticed it before. Isn't that crazy? Now, every day at 7 a.m., Marty heads to the bank, and I pack up Lila, age 6, and Caleb, age 4, jam some string cheese in their pockets, and leave them standing there at the edge of the dark forest. In the evenings, I come back and pick them up. I can't believe how perfectly this has worked for us. I get to keep my job, my kids get eight and a half hours of fresh air, and the whole thing is free. Yes, it's a little cold right now, but it's okay because Marty taught the kids how to stay warm by making a snow cave. He's such a great dad. The kids know that if they get cold, all they need to do is dig a massive hole in the ground and burrow in it and just wait it out until mommy comes back in two to six hours. Parents often say that daycare is an important educational building block for children, but I challenge them to think of a way in which a dark forest isn't a learning opportunity. After all, if they don't learn how to survive, there are dire consequences. Most kids these days are so glued to their devices, they would never even know that it's possible to make a fire out of two sticks or eat beetles for a snack, much less have a real and pressing need to do so. My kids are learning things that they would never learn in a traditional daycare, and I'm able to stay at my job so we can continue to afford the mortgage on our house. It's a win for everyone. I understand that dropping off your children at the edge of the woods isn't for everyone, but for us, it allows us to meet our financial responsibilities while still technically having children, and it's working for our family, at least until the bears wake up. Wow. That piece was written by Laura Buckholtz. And of course, thanks again to Anna for reading. Anna is a comedian who wrote on The Chris Gethard Show and has appeared on Portlandia. You can find her on Twitter at, at Anna Fabrega Good. So we get a lot of feedback from our readers who feel like we're writing articles specifically about them. And then they feel a bit personally attacked. So we wanted to clear the air and put this to rest and say that, yes, actually, everything we write is specifically about you. Mm -hmm. We actually sit outside your house and watch what you do all day. And then that's how we make our content. This process is very expensive and we've lost a lot of interns. Yeah, R.I.P. Anyway, we wanted to apologize to some of you on Twitter who we've attacked, but also remind you that, yes, we were definitely attacking you specifically. So for the headline, uh, the science behind why smoking one cigarette per day is honestly probably fine. Uh, we wrote that specifically about reader Kat Hahnemann, who called us out on Twitter. Uh, you were right, Kat. We attacked you specifically. And for the headline, woman who shops with reusable tote gets iced coffee to go every day, Mike Vincent said, Reductress just attacked big plastic and also me. It's true, Mike. We came for you and big plastic. So true. Uh, also, back in February, J-Dog from Twitter asked, Why do I feel like I'm personally attacked by every Reductress article? And that's because we had an intern camped outside your house for months studying everything you do. And like you guessed, that intern did die. Yeah, wow, RIP again. The thing is, Reductress articles are never based on things that happen to us, the writers, specifically because we're all robot women who were made in a lab. We would say it's in our blood, but we actually don't have blood because we're robots. Yeah, like my real name is Beep Boop. And Beep Boop, I see you. You are seen. Ugh, stop attacking me. Sorry. Beep boop. So we all know what a basic bitch is. She wears North Face and Uggs, drinks pumpkin spice lattes, and loves Christmas. But not every dull lady gets to call herself a basic bitch. Here's Patty Harrison reading, I'm not a basic bitch. I'm a boring woman. I'm not a basic bitch. I'm a boring woman. 
After throwing on some leggings and Ugg boots to grab a pumpkin spice latte yesterday, I overheard someone call me a basic bitch. Even though I was pretty busy texting my mother at the time, I had to set the record straight. I am not a basic bitch. I'm just a very boring woman. (laughs) Basic bitches are fine and all, but that's just not the kind of boring person I am. My love for bland, mainstream, stereotypical white girl stuff didn't come from popular culture or even network television. They actually come from my general ambivalence and complete lack of taste. I don't like Taylor Swift because she's trendy. I like Taylor Swift because I'm straight up boring. I'm not the kind of person who puts a bunch of hashtags on a photo of my legs at the beach. I'm the kind of person who doesn't post anything at all. Because I'm at home and not at the beach, there's a huge difference there. Now, some people say the term basic bitch unfairly belittles women's interests. And if I were a basic bitch, I might have an opinion about that too. But it turns out I'm very dull. Do I have a take on the latest season of Real Housewives? Nah, not really. I just like to watch them on TV. Pretty boring, I know. As a boring woman, there's plenty of stuff that's fulfilling about my life. I enjoy the occasional trip to Target. My favorite movie is The Notebook, though I'm kind of sick of it now. I enjoy my work as a PR manager, and most of my clothes are from H&M and Forever 21. That's really it. My life, in a word, is fine. Does this sound like a basic bitch to you? I doubt it. I am literally too boring for that. The next time you see a woman in a messy bun taking a selfie at brunch, don't judge her too quickly. She might be a basic bitch, but she might be just like me. Just a regular, old, insufferably boring woman. Thanks again to Patty for reading. Patty is a comedian, actor, and writer who's been on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, Search Party, and Broad City. You can find her on Twitter at, at party underscore Harderson. So things have been super crazy in the office, and we've all been a little stressed out with all the work we have. It's so hard to just take a moment and breathe some days, and we're sure some of you out there feel the same. So we wanted to try out a quick guided meditation with you. So here we go. Close your eyes. You don't have to do anything but relax. Just do whatever feels right. Allow the stillness to calm your mind and let the world just drift away. Now, breathe in deeply. I feel great. Yeah, me too. I feel amazing. We should do that more often. Yeah. Honestly. So science is making new breakthroughs every day, but one recent study proved something we've known all along. Your ass stinks and it needs to be washed. Here's George Salazar reading Ass Stinks Study Finds. According to new findings by Stanford University, no matter how much soap you use to scrub your ass, it will still smell like ass. The two-year study included 2,500 participants with asses of all sizes and diet types. Prior research indicates that people with a rank ass get called for second interviews less and receive lower pay than people who have fresh-smelling butts. Head researcher Bernie Heisman says, 
We also hypothesized that the bigger asses would hold a stench longer, since most of our team have small butts that we previously believed did not stink. Shaking her head, she adds, boy, were we wrong. The study included three groups, one control and two experimental groups. Participants in the control group were instructed to wash their asses as usual. In the first group, participants had their butts washed for them at special centers set up in their neighborhoods. The second group self-washed their anuses twice a day with a proprietary cocktail of ivory soap, Dr. Bronner's, and salt. We expected that the experimental groups would have the cleanest smelling asses, but all asses did indeed stink, reports Heisman. We were disappointed, but the results were conclusive. Ass stinks. What a day that was. Erica Phillips, a 26-year-old participant from Missouri, thought the study might help find a way to control her ass stench. I just wanted it to smell fresh, like a field of flowers, she says, but I still smell like a field of butts. Phillips used the soap cocktail, which she said burned a little bit. We're not going to give up, says Heisman. Everyone deserves the same opportunity for a clean-smelling butt, although apparently no one on earth has yet to achieve it. Thanks to George Salazar for reading and Keisha Whitaker for writing that piece. You can find George on Twitter at at George Salazar. Well, that's all the news for this week. But before we go, here at Reductress, we're a little bit obsessed with makeup. Can't get enough of this stuff. But there are some lukes that we just haven't quite nailed. And one of those lukes is the classic smoky eye. Here to teach us how to do a perfect smoky eye is comedian and makeup connoisseur, Marsha Valsky. Hi, Marsha. Hey, ladies. Okay, so Marsha, let's just jump right in. And why don't you go ahead and tell us how to get that perfect smoky eye. Yes, yes. Every woman is trying to get the perfect smoky eye, mm-hmm. but perfecting a smoky eye really comes down to using the right products. A lot of women don't realize how important it is to use a primer. There's a primer for your eyes? Sorry, I'm gay. Oh, Sarah, you bet there is. So definitely put a good eyelid primer on to start. And then you're going to want to use a small brush like this one to apply Mm -hmm. black eyeshadow and blend. Oh, blend. And of course, after that, after the blending, whatever you do is you never comment on the woman's eyeshadow. You don't mention it. Oh, okay. It's rude. It's rude. It's actually rude and it's demeaning to even acknowledge the fact that they're wearing makeup. You mean like it's bad to tell a woman her makeup looks bad? No, no. I mean that when a woman has a smoky eye, you should pretend it doesn't exist. In fact, I would pretend women don't have a face. What? Why? Why would I do that? Um, why? Just think she's a wife. Uh, she's a mother. Oh, okay. That makes sense. The thing is, women, is that if we want to respect them and if we want to be respected, we have to act like they don't have bodies or faces. This is feminism. I don't think it... Eyeshadow is a topic that shall only be discussed between a woman and her doctor. Even if it's a joke, even as a metaphor, you don't mention the smoky eye. Okay? It's against the law. It's illegal. Whoa, whoa, Marsha, Marsha, calm down. No, no. You people created this smoky eye. You shepherded this smoky eye into office. This country got the smoky eye it deserves. And now you must respect our smoky-eyed president. I'm so confused. Yeah, Marsha, beyond a lot of other confusing things that you've said, you're making it seem like talking about a woman's eyeshadow is the worst thing you could ever do to a woman. No, 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 I'm not. No. Uh, The worst thing you could do to a woman is say that she looks like Ann Dowd. Okay, now you've gone too far. Get out. No. You need to get out. Are you serious? Marsha, get out of our office. Oh my God. Nobody talks about Ann Dowd like that here. Wow, that was 
fucked. (laughs) Well, thanks for spending a minute with us. If you have another minute, visit us at reductress.com for more incredible content, including how not to sob uncontrollably every time someone asks you to do your job at work. Five couples tattoos that can easily be converted into a Tasmanian devil tattoo after you break up, and how to turn your vag into a pencil sharpener so you can flay that pencil dick. If you like our content and want more content, go to reductress.com and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. You can also get exclusive content on our Patreon if you support us with as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash reductress. Thank you to our amazing readers, Anna Fabrega, Patty Harrison, and George Salazar, and our writers, Lara Buckholtz and Keisha Whitaker. And of course, to Marsha Belsky for teaching us how to be better women. Bye, babies. Bye.